you had an exciting weekend. So you went to the Hornets game at the stadium for the very first time. <gasps> the NBA, maybe it's just the Hornets because I think each state has different, um, you know, regulations in place yeah. about, you know, who can have fans and who can't, but right. We went to our very first Charlotte Hornets game since, oh my gosh, if it's felt like five years, it's really just been since the beginning of the season last year. Um, and there were around 3000 fans. Um, what were, did you have to pay like anything extra to go or was it pretty normal? I would yeah, charge more. It, no, I know. So it was pretty normal. I think because the Hornets aren't doing season tickets, they couldn't do season tickets this year. They're, I don't know if they're only opening it to season ticket holders, the tickets or what, but you have to basically like log into the Hornets app to get the tickets. And so there's nothing typically when you see ticket prices spike, it's because they're on like a, like a stub hub or like a yeah. second, you know what I mean? Um, whereas these are directly through the Hornet. So I think we paid like 60 bucks each and we were like, Pretty That's much amazing. as close as you can get. We were baseline, so we were behind the basket. And but I mean- you were on the jumbotron, and we, Sarah, I <laughs> am so upset that I missed this because I tried so hard to go through these bootleg websites to try to find <laughs> how I can stream the Hornets game. Yeah. And- um, on our Instagram, I, we're getting all these messages like, "Are you at the Hornets game? Are you at the Hornets game?" And I'm like, "Shoot." She was on TV. She was on TV. People in Toronto reaching out to us like, oh my God, I see you. Yes, of course. I was dancing like a total fool, Christine, as I do. And we're on the Jumbotron and Travis is like so excited. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is like the perfect promo opportunity. I'm not. And so I was like giving them the like pointing. Cause I had my at sports mask on. So I'm like pointing to the added sports on my mask. Um, but tr- of course I was again, dancing like a total fool. Um, so thankfully Travis, my husband stayed stagnant. So people could read the at sports but yes, there was a guy who reached out to us from Toronto, which is in Canada, right? Yes. He's in Canada and I'm, he's a Hornets fan, I guess. Cause he was yeah. watching the game. He said he's a big LaMilla ball fan. So yes. yes, it was really cool too, though, because even though they're only around 3000 people, the stadium can hold a, like close to 20,000 people. So there was, there's nobody sitting in front of you. There's nobody sitting behind you. And there's like That's- maybe four people at the end of your row. So it's like being in a, imagine yourself in a movie theater with nobody yeah. in front of you, nobody behind you and having like, you have one side of the row and then there's like three or four people on the complete opposite side. I mean, we could spread out. I could, stand I was going to say, I could totally be on board with that. That yeah. sounds like a dream come true. I mean, obviously I know, obviously for the team, I want all the fans to come back because the hype was there. I mean, it's the hype was louder. there. I know the hype was there with 2000 fans. I, I, I forget what it was like with close to 20,000 fans. So, and everyone packed in. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. That being said, it was so nice. I mean, we could go to and from the bathroom. Oh, the concessions. Um, so of course I, every time we go, I'm like, Travis, we're not spending money. And he's like, okay, what's the first thing he does? He goes and gets a hot dog literally every time. (laughs) And like, it's like an $18 hot dog too. Oh my God ridiculous beers are like it's part of the experience so anyways he had three hot dogs and three beers absolutely ridiculous i know three hot dogs probably a hundred dollars when it was all said and done but we did get the concession stand experience which is obviously different so you have to order everything through um the hornets app 
Oh, so you have to pre-order it to then go pick it up. Yeah. That way there aren't people standing in line. So you, and I guess they just have it ready. I don't really know how it, cause it was just a big, one big confusing mess of so many people waiting in line then being like, did you order on the app? And people are like, what up? And anyway, so well, this was like their very first time actually yeah. opening up anyway. So they were learning too. Yeah. They were learning too. This was their second game that they had fans back. Um, and so I'm sure as people go to your point, it'll be easier, but yeah, you ordered online, you ordered through the app, you went, you picked it. I guess they gave you a pickup time. Ours was always done immediately. You go and you pick it up and you come back and sit down and same with the team store. Um, yeah, I know the team store. I, I wanted to buy so many of the things that you posted on the story. I was I like, know. all right, it's one of my getting. <laughs> I know I didn't end up getting anything. Travis was like, let me buy you a foam finger. I was like, we already have a foam finger. A foam I don't need another, finger. I don't need another foam finger. I'm already <laughs> dancing like a fool enough to get on the jumbotron. People just use the foam finger for clout. And I obviously didn't need it because I was dancing so much. They put me up there. Um, and we already had a foam finger. He just wanted again to buy something. You should have brought the foam finger. I know next time we'll remind, you gotta remind me. You got to remind me. Cause I think the next game, there's like another home game in a couple weeks. We're going, the Hornets are going on the road, which means they're playing a bunch of away games in a row. But then when they come back, remind me. And yes, we have the foam OG finger. foam finger and I will definitely take it um, to the game. But also Christine, you know, I wasn't really sure like cleaning wise, how, like, is it really like, I get it. They're trying to avoid large crowds, but like, are they going to clean? They had designated cleaning people throughout the arena. Wow. Like in the middle of the game, the whole time, the entire time, these people would like every, I'm sure a certain amount of time they would walk up and down all of the aisles, wipe all of the handles with disinfectant wipes. Um, they would wipe down the rims and the backboard in between each um, each quarter. And then there was somebody, every time a player would stand up off the bench, somebody would come and spray it down and wipe the entire thing down and disinfect it. That's amazing. It's, and that's, I feel like how it needs to be, I guess, because if, can you imagine if one person came out and got COVID from that, then they would be shut right back down. So they're yeah. just doing everything to prevent that from happening. So good for them. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. And then they gave you like specific entrances and a specific entry time on your ticket. So you could only like, we went, we walked right in, obviously again, people were still in la la land because they were still figuring things out. Um, but your ticket gave you a specific entrance, a specific time that you had to show up at and they wouldn't let you in otherwise. And then, um, when you went and sat down, obviously after the game, they let you go by certain sections. So like the odd sections went first and then the even section so that people weren't bum rushing the door all at the same time. Yeah. That makes sense. Crazy. Um, well, we're on, while we're on basketball, let's just go ahead and jump right into NCAA tournament details because we've got the brackets that need to be filled out by tomorrow. Eastern standard time. Is it 4 PM or 1 PM? It is the first, um, game, the actual game. So not including the play in games, just the first core first game of the core 64 games. Is at noon Eastern standard time on Friday? So get your brackets in join our bracket challenge. Yes. Yes. It it, so much fun. So much fun. There is a team called it sports. This, 
Um, I made one, I don't even know how this happened, but I accidentally made two on accident. Um, one has like a million letters and numbers after it sports this. And I tried to delete it. Turns out you can't delete groups. So I made it private and unjoined it. But if you see that pop up in your search, don't Excellent. join it. Yes. It's just the one that says it sports this that you need to join. Or if you want a direct link on our Instagram, there is a link in our bio and there's an option once you click there for our NCAA bracket challenge. So. And it's super easy. You just have to sign up with ESPN. Just make yourself an account like you would anything else. Yep. Username, password, and then you can create a, a bracket under it sports. So we're hoping to have a lot of our squad join with us Yay. so we can have some friendly competition. Absolutely. I'm telling you, if you know apps, my little motto, you have to create a motto. It's like, no, nothing about basketball. Perfect. Fill one out anyway. Yeah, like you don't need to know anything. Hey, I know you don't <laughs> like that's, it makes it so much more fun just to like watch the games just because you have some skin in the game, right? You actually yep. want to watch to see if your bracket's going to do well. So fill one out. It's so simple. It literally, the entire process takes less than five minutes and you can yes. name it something fun. Um, I'm confused. What, what does oops from last week mean? Yeah. So, uh, I made an oopsie last week on the podcast and our amazing oh. sister-in-law, Sarah Wolf pointed it out to me. And I saw, I, I started to see things too. And I was just like, huh, maybe what I said was incorrect. So anyways, we all make mistakes. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I said something incorrect, but it's very confusing. And so I, um, the way that I explained it was the, the, really the way I think it should be, but let me explain it this way. So there are four play-in games, right? This, this is for the March, this is for March Madness. March Madness. Yes. Okay. So there are four play-in games. Last week, I described it as the teams are ranked one through 68, which they are, that was correct. And then the teams ranked um, 60, this year there's 67 teams instead of 68, right? So I explained it that 61 through 68 our eight teams are playing four total games for the 16 seats. That is incorrect. What it really is, is number 64 through 68 are playing in two games for a 16 seed. And that is because the lowest four automatic bids from winning their conference championship take up usually like the last 15 seeds. I don't get it. I know it's hard to explain. Okay. <laughs> so instead of having eight teams, 61 through 68 play in four games for the 16, a 16 seed in each region, what they're saying is in order to make it fair, because typically since there are so many conference champions, and a lot of those conference champions are from conferences that literally nobody has ever heard of before. Right. The winners of those small conferences are stacking like usually those worst, the worst eight spots. So there are 31 conferences. Yes. There are 31 conference winners. And I would say probably only 10 of them have really good teams. The rest of them are going to fill up like the latter part of that one through 68. So they're kind of the worst, they're, they're a worse team. So in yeah. order to make it not fair, but just kind of even things out. Yep. They're typically, or there always is the four teams that are playing for two 16 spots. That's 
for the conference champions. And the 16 spot is the worst spot, correct? The worst spot. Yes. In each region. So there are four regions all ranked one through 16. So the 16 spot is the worst spot in each region. So the worst four teams play for two 16 spots. Those are the conference champions from those really, really small conferences. Okay. Okay. So what the other four teams in the play-in games are, are the lowest or the worst four at-large teams. So the worst four teams that are selected from Selection Sunday. Which happened this past Sunday. Which happened this past Sunday. So you've got four teams from the 31 conference winners and four teams from the 37 selections, or they're called at-large teams from Selection Sunday. And those teams are playing in two games for an 11 seed. It's a little confusing. It's so confusing. And that's why I got it wrong. Like I said, it would make sense if just number 61 through 68 played in four games for the 16th seed. But like I said, because all eight of those teams would be conference champions of the smaller conferences, they want to make it even so that the winners of the the worst four of the conference champions and the worst four of the at-large selections from Selection Sunday have to prove themselves in order to get a 16 seed because the worst four conference champions would be number 64 through 68 in the total ranking and the worst at-large teams, which in this case are ranked somewhere around, you would think if they're playing an 11 seed, somewhere around 44. So the rest of those numbers, 45 through 68, are filled with those conference champions from lower seed. So you keep calling them conference champions, right? But really they're the worst. That's what I'm getting confused. Yeah, it's because- You keep calling them conference champions, but you're saying the worst teams play each other. Okay. Yes. Right. But okay. So the conference champions, if you win the ACC, mm-hmm. it's a lot better than if you win the Sun Belt. Right. That nobody's even heard of. Nobody's heard of you. So you might be 10 and one in your conference, but your conference, you played nobody. So okay, if you play like App State, for example, I think, are they one of, yeah, they're one of the play-in games for a 16 seed. So App State won whatever freaking conference app state is in but because they're like I mean it's like okay cool app state like you get to go to the big dance they call it March Madness and the NCAA tournament but you're the worst of all of the conference champions because you came from such a small conference without a strength of schedule. So they have to prove themselves to get the spot. They have to prove themselves they are part of the 68 but they are not part of the 64 yet exactly. So they have to play in these play-in games in order to get into that core 64 group bracket, which is what we are going to pick in our bracket challenge okay. is 64 teams. Okay, that makes sense. We just had to it talk does. through that. Yes, okay. it makes sense. It was just, I mean. The worst four conference champions and the worst four selected teams from selection Sunday, also known as the at-large teams 
are going to need to prove themselves. They, these four play each other. Nope. These four play each other and these four play each other. So the four conference champion, um, champions play each other. Like these two play each other for a 16 seed and these two play each other for a 16 seed. These two play each other for an 11 seed and these two play each other for an 11 seed. And then whoever wins gets entered into the core 64 bracket. That makes sense. So they couldn't get over your hand motions. I hope that you guys are actually going to watch this video because watch us on YouTube. That's impressive. I mean, you really could, you you got to move all your fingers. <laughs> yes. Oh my okay, God. Okay. You did a great job explaining Thank that. You. I was confused at first. I get it's it. It's so now. confusing. And I okay. Think, I think the cis squad will understand it a little bit better too. Now that we, it took us about 20 minutes to talk it out. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I know it was a little confusing, but okay. So I need to tell you guys for the play in games, the 16 seeds, um, all of the play-in games are on Thursday. So the four teams that are playing for 16 seeds, one, um, the first game is at 510 and Eastern Standard Time, and that is Texas Southern versus Mount St. Mary. And then the second game of two 16 seeds or two teams playing for a 16 seed is at 840 Eastern Standard Time, and that is App State versus Norfolk. Norfolk State. Why do I have such a hard time saying that? Norfolk. Norfolk State. <laughs> well, Norfolk that's how you State. say it. Norfolk State. Yeah, Norfolk. Norfolk State. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Norfolk State? Never even heard of you. So those are the two 16 seed games. The two 11 seed games. Uh, the first one is at 627 Eastern Standard Time, and that is Drake versus Wichita State. And then the second one is at 957 7 Eastern Standard Time, and that is UCLA versus Michigan State. They really like to play at random times. 627, 957. <laughs> so They true. can't round that to 10. It's 957 yes. on the dot. Yes. 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 And okay. So while we're talking play in games, we also need to talk the, what they call first team out. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, they rank the teams one through 68 and all of those teams, obviously minus the play in game losers, whatever, um, make the tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. So the first one out is number 69. And number 69 this year is Louisville. Okay. So what does that mean for Louisville? So what that means for Louisville is they're not playing playing unless there's a little caveat and there's always a caveat, but due to like COVID and everything that's happened in the wild and crazy things that have happened, you know, a team could withdraw, a team could get COVID, you know, similar to what happened to Duke and they could withdraw and they have by Thursday. So by the day, pretty sure before the play in game start to withdraw. And so if we see a team withdraw, nobody's withdrawn yet, but if we see a team withdraw, then Louisville will come in, they'll swoop in. So they're there, even though Duke's already out. Or do they now get to swoop in now that Duke's out? Duke's not in. Duke isn't in, which is another, like, I I have a few notables written down, Christine. Kentucky and Duke are on that list because this is the first time since 1976 that neither Duke nor Kentucky qualified for the tournament. It's crazy. 
So they were, so Duke was never qualified because they no. didn't rank. Right. So the whole COVID thing, it, it's not because they got COVID it's because they just didn't qualify. Right. And I, yeah, I think, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. I mean, they weren't going to play in the NCAA tournament anyway, but they weren't, they wouldn't have made the NCAA tournament. The only way that they would have made the NCAA tournament is if they won the ACC and they had to withdraw from the ACC because of COVID. So it was like, you know, you can blame it on COVID, but at the end of the day, they just didn't have that great of a, I mean, what, uh... didn't have that great of a season a mind F, right? The fact that it's not really a mind F, it's just mind boggling that Duke's not going to be in it. Yeah. It's crazy. Duke and UNC, I feel like are always two teams that you just expect to be there. Yeah. And UNC is there, but has a very high seed. So they're not ranked very well because they didn't have a really good season either. Yeah. They're 10 seed, right? Uh, yeah, 10 or 11, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And I mean, so you'll hear a lot of blue bloods, right? So the blue bloods are not in the NCAA tournament this year. That's Duke and Kentucky. And basically all that you need to know is that the blue bloods of any sport, because you'll hear it in football too, are just historically good. So they are consistently in the NCAA tournament. They consistently win national championships. Um, and so in college basketball, Kentucky and Duke are known as the blue bloods. Um, and it's kind of shocking that neither one of them is playing this year. Yeah, that's insane. But I mean, we've said it once, we'll say it again, just make sure you fill out your bracket people. We only have until tomorrow at noon Eastern standard time. And like we said, we linked it to our sports sis Instagram, click the link in our bio to then sign. It'll bring you right to our it's sports sis bracket challenge. And there may even be some unofficial way to make some money. Oh, unofficial, very unofficial. Oh, Christine, money, money, that money, honey, money. I want my money. I want my money. So that reminds me, the salary cap in the NFL was announced. I know I did a whole thing on the story about it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, you did the whole thing on a story about it, Sarah. And I'm going to try to go back onto the Instagram and arch- and get go through our archive stories so I can then make highlights. Sarah made a good point. We I, I need to be better about highlighting um, some stories that we do so we can always refer back to them. Yes. And salary cap, I feel like, would be a really good one because there's a lot of little details that we went over. But yep. I think we should just kind of briefly go over it again. So yeah. Define what a salary cap is for the NFL. So the salary cap is the total amount of money a football team is allowed to spend on their team. And unlike the NBA, who can go over the cap and just pay what's called a luxury tax um, for anybody that's above that cap number, the NFL has a hard cap. So you cannot, under any circumstances, there's some rollover money that people can roll over if they don't use, like similar to rollover minutes. Remember when those used to be a thing before everything was... (laughs) Oh my God. Talk about something I completely, completely forgot about rolling over minutes (laughs) for our flip phone plans. That's so funny. Razors. You're only cool. I had the chocolate. It's a slater. It's slater with the ring button. I had the most studded 
um, flip phone razor and my ring back tone was baby girl, you stay on my mind, fulfill my fantasy. Oh my God, you would. You would. I still love that song. It's okay. I think Nickelback was my ring back tone. Christina. (laughs) Oh my God. Stop it. Oh, so embarrassing. And Boyfriend by um, Ashley Simpson. So anyways, um, the rollover cap space is similar to rollover minutes for those of you that know what that is. Um, And you can roll over whatever you didn't use from last year. There's some rules around it, whatever, but in layman's terms, that's what you need to know. So $182 million is the salary cap for this year. And it's significantly lower than last year. Right. So that's Actually, what I was going to say. Why ever. is everybody talking about it? Right. It's because yeah. it's significantly lower than last year. And historically speaking, it's never gone down again. We've never played through a pandemic, um, right. but it's never gone down. And the reason why it went down is because COVID obviously um, made the revenues for the NFL go down. Um, so there's a lot of different things that teams are doing to get creative, to kind of get below that cap, because obviously, you know, you sign contracts with these big players and typically they're, they start out smaller and then they grow over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, how do you restructure those contracts? What is it going to look like in free agency? And reminder, like what, remind what people, what free agency even is. It's oh Yeah. Like- Free agent. Yeah. People's contracts are up. Um, or they, you know, a lot of times you'll hear an undrafted free agent after the draft, um, because they weren't drafted in the draft. And so they're free agents. Um, so free agents are just kind of the pool of NFL players right now. They're current NFL players that their contracts have ended and they're just kind of sitting in la la land. They're sitting on the wall. So it's a, it's a, it's a, um, why do I always have analogies? Always. I know. It's great though. It's great. It helps. It helps you visualize. I also just, just joined a kickball team. And so I have kickball on the brain, but it's like picking a kickball team and having like everybody on the, Bench. on the wall. Right. And then, so it's like, you've got to pick your, your kickball team. You've got people already in your team. That's your team. Those are your contracted players. And then everybody on the wall is all your free agents. And so which team is going to pick who you yeah, know, you got yeah, yeah. to strategize. You got to make sure you have the money for it. So anyway, I, I go into a lot more detail and kind of explain it with numbers and visuals on the story. So we'll have, um, by Thursday, obviously we're recording on a Tuesday, um, yep. a highlight on our story for how it will affect the 2021 to 2022 season. Well, yeah. And I think that will also just be helpful to be able to constantly go back to, because it can be a lot of information. So you can just watch it on repeat if you have to, Yes, um, to understand it better. But speaking of the 2021 to 2022 season, golf is finally back and it's finally on a normal schedule. Um, And the players championship was last weekend. So what was the players championship? Yeah. So the players championship is one of the biggest PGA. It's a golf championship, right? right. So, um, it is, was one of, or is one of the biggest PGA tour championship events, um, on the tour and any given year in golf. So where was it? Um, is it TPC Sawgrass, which is, I'm pretty sure somewhere, somewhere in Arizona. I think it's in Arizona. Um, so also fun fact, it, the PGA players championship has the highest purse in PGA tour history, which is around $15 million. So Sarah kind of, 15, isn't that what I said? 
I thought you said 50. I wish it was 50. Oh, 15. Sorry, squad. <laughs> $15 million. So um, I think kind of explain what a purse is. So a purse is the total amount of money that is given to the players at a tournament. So $15 million is split amongst all of the players in the tournament um, who make the cut. So if you win first place, how much do you win? Yeah. So if you win first place, you win $2.7 million. And I know. So $2.7 million. And then last place, which is 65th place, you still make $32,250. It's ridiculous. So they're still making a pretty penny just by showing up and playing in the tournament. Yes. And Justin Thomas won Christine. So he's the one who won the $2.7 million. And I don't know if you saw this, but he was on, he had a little PR interview afterwards and his granddaddy died. Oh my God. Yes. I saw it, Sarah. It's awful. Just in January. And he started crying and I was like, (laughs) no, I sobbed when I watched that. But what was funny about it is afterwards he was like, why'd you do that to me, man? Why'd you do that to me, man? (laughs) Man, did you really have to do that to me? I was like, oh my my God. I can relate to you. I know, seriously. I I did see that and it made my heartstrings just like melt out of my chest. Yes. Um, But what happens if there's a tie? So let's take first and second because that's the easiest way to describe it. Yep. Um, well actually no, because that's not the best way to describe it because if they first and second tie, they go into a playoff. So scratch that second and third third tie. Yes. So there's always going to be one winner. That one winner will always win the top prize. Um, in this case, it's $2.7 million. So, but if second and third tie, then they take the earnings from they're tied for second, right? So they take the earnings from the second and the third place. Add them together, divide them by two, and give them to both. That makes and sense. But then the person who gets in third gets in fourth place or gets the fourth place earnings. Yes. Okay. Okay. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. So sucks for them, I know. So if you're tied, somebody's tied for second, they split the second and third earnings, and then the person who got third outright gets fourth fourth place earnings. While we're on the topic of golf, Sarah, I feel like it's been a hot second since we've spoken about Tiger and how the heck is he doing? Yeah. So, okay. A little reminder, Tiger was in a single car crash, single car, car crash, um, in California a few weeks back, um, going to meet Drew Brees. He was filming a TV show. It was now retired. I know. Bless his heart. Yay, so cute. Yay, Drew. I, was I know. And Drew. his, his family, um, came on Instagram. Did you see? Yeah. So it was so cute. So cute. So cute. So anyways, um, Tiger getting a single, got in a single car, car crash. Um, they're still unsure kind of how it all happened. I honestly think he fell asleep at the wheel and yeah, what sounds like it. Yeah. They said that there wasn't really any noticeable, um, like skin like, marks. Yes. Or- it's yes. almost like he just kind of let the car drift off the median. Exactly. So he landed, flipped, whatever, broke his leg into a million pieces. Um, he is still recovering in California. So all of the um, golfers that were talking about it when they were asked said that he was still recovering in California and they were excited to see him come back to, cause he lives in Florida, right. see him come back to California. So it was a huge car crash. Obviously the car crash hurt around the world. Um, and I think he, 
is just quietly recovering and getting better. There's really not much else. That's probably the best way to heal your body is to just do it quietly, rest your body, relax, do what you got to do and get well soon, tiger. But Sarah, there is yet another car crash of a story that is going on in the sports world right now. Yes. And that is J-Lo and A-Rod rumors that are flying around like crazy. I know. So insane. So, I mean, are they together or are they not together? Is right. I'm Madison LaCroix, is she involved? I'm going to call her Sparkling Water because <laughs> I can't stop thinking about Sparkling Water when I say her name. LaCroix. Is she involved? Is she not involved? Like there's so much happening, so you, Christine. So fill me in. So yes, she's definitely involved in this. Oh, is that like you think <laughs> she's involved or she's actually involved? No, like she's involved in this for sure, because hear me out. Right. So I did some freaking research on this because whenever it came out that they broke up at first, we all thought, oh, it's fake news. Right. We talked about this like four episodes ago and we were like, um, it just came out tonight and you were the one who dropped it. You were like, it just came out tonight, um, on the reunion show or whatever that she was talking to a rod. And I was like, bombs, 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 bombs. We, we were yeah, like, we should bring that back. Yes. We should totally bring that back. So anyways, keep going. So you think she's involved. Okay. So she's definitely involved and hear me out because whenever the news first came, so Rewind back to the Southern Charm reunion show. This was weeks ago. It was dropped on the show that she was talking to a an ex-MLB star and flying out to Miami and blotty blotty. That part was not true. She was not flying out, but the fact that she was talking to an ex-MLB star was true. And it was through his DMs and over FaceTime, but they never actually met each other. So um it seemed like JLo and A-Rod were fine. She was still going out and shopping for her, um, her wedding dress and everything like that. But then come this past Friday, this bomb dropped on the news and it was that they broke up completely. A-Rod and JLo did not expect that news to come out. They never officially broke up, but they are definitely working on things. It's a rocky road. And I can totally understand that because once you break that trust barrier, you've got issues in the relationship. And that's kind of what they're dealing with. Um, so the news broke out on Friday that they broke up and their kids were like distraught, right? Because <gasps> JLo's kids and A-Rod's kids. Have I forgot really about close. the kids. How yeah, old are they? they? They've gotten really close. So JLo has two, um, 13 year old twins <gasps> from Mark a- Anthony. Yes. Mark Anthony's the daddy. Got it. Yes. Yes. And A-Rod has two daughters. Okay. So, um, they've all gotten really close. I think A-Rod's daughters are like 13 and 16, they're, but they're all very close in age. So whenever this just this new, this new bomb dropped on Friday that they broke up, the kids were really upset about it. So then J-Lo came out and said, we're not broken up, just to kind of crush those rumors. How did she say that? She said, it's all through sources, right? But it okay. said that we're not broken up, but we're definitely working through some things. Okay. Okay. So she wanted to squash those rumors and turns out that she is in the Dominican right now, um, shooting a movie for, um, I don't know what movie it is, but she's in the Dominican for that. So A-Rod flew himself out there. Um, so he could kind of like prove to her into the world, like how much their relationship means to him. But then I read about, this is why, um, back to the, the reality show, um, reunion, she, uh, Madison LaCroix can never say anything about A-Rod because A-Rod had her sign an NDA. So when you had to, when you sign an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement, correct? Correct. 
Do you think that they, she gets paid to do that? Like, why would she do that? Why would he make her do that? That's what I don't understand. Like, why, if you're not doing anything sketchy, why sign an NDA? Yeah, that's the part that I'm like, I totally feel for JLo in this because again, there's a lot of questions up in the air that don't can't really be answered add- now. Yeah. And it just doesn't add up. So it's like, okay, you guys didn't physically see each other. And even Madison came out and said, he never physically cheated on his fiance with me. We talked randomly, but not consistently. So over through DMs, through FaceTime, but again, it's like the intention was there. Right? I was going to say, she's so thirsty. Of course, she's she so is. messy. It's just like such a messy situation. Like you sign an NDA, but it's like you want the clout, right? You want the notoriety around it. You want people to be on the lookout, to know your name and not necessarily in a good way. And it's like, yeah, you I just are time. on the heels of this Jay Cutler thing. And now right over to, to I mean, what a messy little, hmm. Well, so J-Rod, 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 J-Lo and A-Rod are working things out together in the Dominican, and I hope that they can get through it. They've been together for four years, engaged for two of those years. Their, their kids love each other. And I think really they're, they're going to try to work it out if she can work past these trust issues. So fingers crossed for them. I do. I hope so. I hope that their, their awesome relationship isn't ruined from this little, you know, Madison LaCroix from Southern Charm. Sparkling water. (laughs) Well, I think that wraps up this episode of It's Sports Sis. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure that you watch us on YouTube now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our Apple podcast. Follow us on Instagram. And we will see you guys next week. Boop.